Welcome back to our uh, final block of Flash Talks at the 2021 uh, Virtual Cato Surveillance Conference. Uh, first up, uh, we are surrounded, uh, of course, by technologies of surveillance, um, but uh, the, the defining feature of the Panopticon is that uh, it watches you without giving you much of a chance to watch it back. Uh, the Electronic Frontier Foundation has been attempting to turn the table somewhat with a, an innovative project called the Atlas of Surveillance that attempts to map uh, the deployment of uh, surveillance technologies uh, around the United States. And so uh, we are very uh, happy to have uh, their investigative researcher, uh, Beryl Lipton here, to tell you about the Atlas of Surveillance. Good afternoon. My name is Beryl Lipton. I am an investigative researcher with the Electronic Frontier Foundation. And today I am here to introduce you to the Atlas of Surveillance, the largest public data set of known surveillance technologies in use by police departments all across the United States. Since 1990, the Electronic Frontier Foundation has been working to ensure that as the use of technology grows across our society, that technology is being used in a way that enhances our civil liberties and rights, and we work to protect those, those rights. We champion user freedom, uh, user privacy, free expression, and innovation, and we do this through impact litigation, policy analysis, grassroots activism, and the development of technologies. The Atlas of Surveillance is an initiative of EFF's Threat Lab, where we conduct deep dive investigations into surveillance technologies, particularly those used to surveil journalists, protesters, and um, lots of other vulnerable communities. The use of law enforcement surveillance technology is much more widespread than a lot of people realize. It's not limited to federal agencies, and over the last two decades, it has expanded extensively to police departments locally and at the state level. And every day, we at EFF receive questions that fall along two common lines. One what police departments have this particular technology? And also, I live in a particular place. What technologies are being used by police departments here? The people have wanted to know, and we ourselves have been very interested in having a lot of this information all in one location. And so the Atlas of Surveillance is our attempt to create that resource. It is an initiative uh, as part of a partnership between the Electronic Frontier Foundation and the Reynolds School of Journalism at the University of Nevada, Reno. Although law enforcement surveillance technology often is used secretively, it's not always totally a secret. A lot of implementations are actually public and their use is mentioned online. You can find mention of these technologies in news articles, from local newspapers, in press releases, from companies very pleased that they have partnerships with local police departments, 
in meeting minutes from city councils, in procurement records, in all sorts of promotional materials and data sets and from public records. And you can even sometimes find evidence of their use on social media, such as here, where we have a picture of two officers who are clearly wearing Axon body cameras. The thing is, it's public, it's online, but it hasn't been aggregated in a way that makes sense for the average journalist or person to find easily, which is why we've built the Atlas of Surveillance. It is a searchable data set with an accompanying map that helps to um, visualize the extent of the surveillance state in our country. We had two primary goals with the Atlas of Surveillance. One, obviously research. We want to be able to create a resource for people who are asking these questions and interested in these issues. And we also want to continue to engage the public on these problems so that they too can feel as though there is something that can be done about uh, the expansive use of surveillance technology because indeed there are things that can be done to learn more about their use and to stop it if that's what seems appropriate in one's community. In the Atlas, we have um, about a do dozen different technologies um, ranging from very commonly used technologies like automated license plate readers and body-worn cameras to uh, less, lesser known technologies like cell site simulators and the use um, across the board of face recognition and gunshot detection. And we also uh, list real-time crime centers and fusion centers, which are entities that sort of consolidate a lot of this surveillance work that's being done um, by different police departments. We also cover ring partnerships, which are the partnerships that police departments have with the ring cameras that many um, people uh, have uh, just on their porches or in the fronts of their houses. Currently, we have more than 8,000 data points in the Atlas. As I mentioned, we cover about a dozen different technologies. We have entries related to more than 4,500 law enforcement agencies, and we have had an awesome 800-plus uh, different volunteers and students and other contributors to this work. It has really been a team effort. If you visit the Atlas, you will see a map like this one where you can see for yourself where some of these different technologies are in use. You can filter by the type of technology. You can sort by department, by city, state, and if we have the information available, you can also sort by vendor because there are many common vendors that police departments will use to acquire this, these tools. Um, although uh, a lot of these technologies, um, uh, many of the technologies that we feature in the Atlas involve mass data collection and retention, um, I want to focus for a second on one of them, which is very common, automated license plate readers. Um, ALPR, for short, rely on cameras that are either placed in a stationary location or attached to law enforcement vehicles, and they um, scan license plates on everyone's vehicles, whether or not those vehicles are actually involved in a crime. You may have seen them um, on police vehicles. You may have gotten a parking ticket because of an automated license plate reader. But you may not have known that 
all of these scans are stored in a database for an, um, an uncertain amount of time in a lot of cases, and that access to these data points, which create a pretty thorough map of where a particular vehicle and thus a particular person has been at any given time, access to this information is not limited to the agency that acquired that information. It's often shared also with the third party vendor and with police departments all across the United States. To illustrate, this is an agency data sharing report that we acquired um, from, through a public records request related to a very popular ALPR system that is sold by Vigilant Solutions. Um, and um, this shows just a partial list of the other agencies with which the Sacramento Police Department shares its scans of license plates. It also shows the number of detections, that is scans that have actually been conducted, which is more than 57 million, and the number of hits for license plates on a set list of license plates that have actually been involved in a crime or might be of interest to law enforcement, which is a much, much smaller number and really helps to illustrate just how much mass collection of data is occurring without actually having any actual law enforcement purpose. We've been able to conduct this work using three primary techniques. Firstly, we crowdsource, so we have collaborated with a huge number of people, students and volunteers, who um, using a tool that we've designed called Report Back, um, are able to get assignments, um, assigning them a particular technology in a particular place, and then they go off into the internet and they see what articles and public records might exist about that particular technology. Um, I would also encourage anybody watching to visit reportback.eff.org and try one of these assignments for yourself. We also consolidate existing data sets created by other nonprofits and academic institutions so that all of this information can exist in one place. And we submit a ton of public records requests to police departments all across the country to learn more about technologies that haven't been revealed yet and to get additional details about the technologies that we do know are being used. We've gotten a little bit of recognition for this work. So recently, the Society of um, Professional Journalists of Northern California awarded us the James Madison Freedom of Information Award. And Indiana University has recently um, featured us in a traveling um, exhibition of different maps that use information in a way that is innovative and helps to inform the public about issues that matter to them. And that's all very cool, but much cooler for us, I believe, is to be able to serve as a resource to all of these journalists, to people in the public who have these questions, not just in the United States, but truly all across the world, because the technologies that we develop and use here are also being used in, in many other places. We've been able to um, inspire additional journalism about previously unknown implementations of particular technologies. 
And we, um, and journalists are often able to use the atlas in order to contextualize new adoptions of technology so that when people read about something that their town is now using, they have a sense for where else it might be um, in use and, and where and how these networks are growing. We're also able to inspire additional um, research and importantly, action, because it's very difficult for people to sort of inform themselves and question the policy decisions that are being made about these surveillance technologies if they don't know that these surveillance technologies are actually being used. And in a lot of, in, and in some um, cases, it's not just a, a sort of vague violation of our civil rights that these technologies are in use, they're actually extreme violations of, of the law and, um, and our civil liberties. So though we have more than 8,000 data points in the atlas, that's just a tiny little bit of all of the um, instances of tech, these technologies being adopted by police departments. There are more than 18,000 policing agencies in the United States, and we only have about a third of them in the database currently. So moving forward, we're going to be continuously adding um, new implementations. We're continuing to expand our volunteer opportunities, so tell your friends. Um, we are hoping to duplicate this research in other contexts, um, and we're going to be adding new technologies because Unfortunately, there are far more than a dozen different surveillance technologies that law enforcement uses. Um, so soon we'll be adding social media monitoring and other um, tools that we know exist. If you have any questions, you can feel free to reach out. Our email address is aos at eff.org. And again, I would encourage you to visit the Atlas of Surveillance. Thank you to the Cato Institute for this opportunity, and thank you to our audience for taking the time to engage with these issues. The matters of, of surveillance really do affect us all, so thank you. <laughs>